Welcome in to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It is time for Rattling Cages here on a Sunday morning. It is March the 3rd of 2024. Jake Miller alongside J.L. Steele going to be breaking down what might have been one of the best finishes, if not the best finish, that we have ever seen in the sport of NASCAR last week. Breaking down that race in general, I'll give you a little preview as to what to expect going into Las Vegas today. As uh, we started off last weekend, um, well, first of all, uh, I didn't get out of bed. That was number one. Number two, uh, Joey Logano used what they called an illegal glove, manipulated glove, however you want to phrase it. Um, that was just interesting, especially after you see the picture. And the only thing that popped in my head, JL, was how was he wearing that? That had to have been uncomfortable. Like, there was no way that could have been comfortable in any stretch. Well, you know, it it had, um, like a regular glove, it had places, you know, where the fingers would go. There was just webbing in between each finger right. it almost looked like something from Batman uh, for those that haven't seen the pictures. And uh, I, there's not been any talk. I haven't heard if he used that or if they think he used that at Daytona or not. Um, Cause you know, he was <clears throat> on the pole for the 500 is, or he was on the front row for the 500 as well. But the, the whole premise behind it was, you know, they stick their hand out the window net to uh, help them, you know, deflecting more air as much as possible. And that webbing not only gave him an unfair advantage, but I think the big thing is you, the one thing NASCAR is not going to mess with, and there's zero tolerance on is messing with safety. And when that's an approved piece of safety equipment and you alter it in any way, they're going to come down on you as well. Plus the fact that it gave him an unfair competitive advantage. uh, It's kind of a double whammy. So that's why he really faced two penalties, a, a monetary fine, uh, and then a, a penalty, you know, pre-race. So, uh, it was pretty ingenious, but not ingenious enough. They nailed him. Uh, just passed the fine along to Tom. He's taking care of everything throughout his entire career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, that was just minor. That was not the biggest story. It could have been the biggest story had it been, you know, the only thing that happened last week. But as we were sitting on the show last week, we're talking about who our winners would be who we thought they might be. And what happened in that race, I did not think would happen. And I know that they had improved it considering how the race was just four years ago. It seemed like maybe even longer than that. I'm talking about the year that Kevin Harvick dominated. That might be six years ago, man. I'm getting old. I had a birthday this past week. And, uh, you know, one more year, you start losing a few more brain cells, a few more memories. But, you know, I think back to that Kevin Harvick race in which he just dominated. I mean, I think there might have been 10 cars left on the lead lap by the time that race was over. And then they redid the surface at Atlanta. It's like, oh, well, let's change the package here, too. Let's make it more interesting. And they did. And the way they were able to make it more interesting, you couldn't have asked for a better race last week, in my opinion. Like, I was glued to my TV throughout the entirety of that last stage. Three wide, four wide. And not to mention, one of the most incredible finishes that you will probably ever see in any sport, period. Well, here's my take, and I'm, I'm going to take a little different view. I, I'm not going to take anything away from the finish. It was a memorable finish, fantastic finish, 
one of the closest finishes of all time. Let's talk about the first 399 miles of that race. Those first few miles were terrible. (laughs) Okay, they start crashing on lap one. They set a record for the number of cars involved in accidents during a race. If we don't get that three-wide finish, that's not a great race. That's, in my opinion, maybe, maybe, if you're in a good mood, it was a good race. It was the finish that made that race. And I've heard all week people talking about this is one of the greatest races. No, it's one of the greatest finishes. But what was memorable before that about that race before we got to that finish? Anything stick out in your mind? Anything that you're going to live with for the rest of your race fan days? I mean, not that I remember. Before stage three, I could just remember it like I thought it was going to be a disaster. Before stage three, because I mean, it was caution after caution. It was senseless caution after senseless caution, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like these guys either don't know how to drive this car with this package or we got a big problem here well and it's probably a combination of both they they repaved this track um in the hopes of getting this type of finish and they got it and i'm glad for them but you're a big ut fan jake yes is there anywhere is there anywhere on your ticket that guarantees you're going to see an exciting all-time great game when you go never no it's not that way in any sport. And what worries me is we're at the point in NASCAR where we almost have to gimmick up everything to try to ensure that there's going to be these riveting, heart-stopping moments in these races. The last thing we need, in my opinion, is for these other mile and a half, even as bad as Texas is, we don't need Texas to try to recreate itself into Atlanta. I'm so old, I remember not only the trioval Atlanta that they took away, but the the configuration before that i mean i was there the year terry labani uh won his championship the back stretch was on the front stretch it was flipped that was a great track there's nothing wrong with that track but then we got into that era where we needed all these mile and a half triovals these cookie cutters that was going to be the next thing that saved the sport we got them and you see how that panned out so now i hope the other mile and a half don't go this same route you know not every race is going to be Great. Some days you're going to get races like Kevin Harvick dominating with just a handful of cars on a lead lap. It happens. Now, if this next-gen car is as great as they say it is and it creates so much parity and puts everybody on the same playing field, well, you know, it ought to be somewhat easy to ensure decent racing and competitive finishes more regularly. So I'm not trying to totally rain on it. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to pull back the rain and say, wait a minute, guys, just – Enjoy the finish for what it was. Let's not make this an all-time classic race because it wasn't. The finish, yes, but not those first 399 miles. And you mentioned cookie-cutter traction, you know, the mile and a half. You know, my friends and I, we actually refer to them as the uh, the DR Horton of yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. Like, they're all the same, it seems like. It's like you're going to get the same race, it seems like. Now, the only difference is some are going to have banking. Some aren't going to have those sharp turns once you get to the trioval on the front stretch, but for the most part, I mean, it, it seems like they're all all in one. Yeah. It seems like with the mile-and-a-half tracks, and, you know, you're going to revert back to some of that today at Las Vegas, I feel like, because, you know, last week's package, that's not – you're not going to see that again this year, most likely. Now, what I do think is going to happen today is that number five car, you know, He's. I looked at the odds on Friday, and he was at minus four hundred to win this race 
only plus one or excuse me plus 400 and then plus 130 to finish top three that just felt like easy money to me with this track and of course you got joey sitting on the pole today but you know jumping back to last week and how everything transpired at the end there were no i don't know if i'm really phrasing this right but it didn't really seem like there were any hurt feelings from the camp of blaney and bush last week no it's a great you know they raced each other clean nobody knocked into each other you know had somebody been banging fenders then attitudes probably would have been different but they they were all doing what they had to do props to all three of them you know at that point any of the three could have won you know within you know if you stop the frame you know almost foot by foot you know you got one lead and then the other it just happened to be suarez now it was also regardless of the the finish and how close it was there was also a huge win great win for suarez he was almost getting in that position we thought blaney was in last year where he was under a lot of pressure to, to get it done and get a win so to get one this early kind of take that pressure off it's going to be interesting to see what kind of season suarez has but that was a good win for him and track house as a very popular win absolutely and that was a guy you know we talk about guys all the time it's like you know th- these guys need to win you know we had the conversation with ryan blaney last year before he went on that run at the end of the year it's like you know it's not so much that Ryan wants to win. It's the fact that Ryan needs to win mm-hmm. because he had gone so long without a win and so long without – I mean, I wouldn't say without success. I mean, but he just seemed really stale at one sure. point last year. Like, like really stale, like not entertaining, not exciting. It's like, okay, well, what's the 12 car going to do this week? Like That was never a conversation that we had. It's like, what's the 12 going to do this week? The story last year was – you know, what's the eight going to do? Can the eight bounce back? Because, yeah. you know, he got off that hot start and then tailored off towards the end of the year. And then, yeah. of course, everyone's storyline last year is, are we going to have a Disney finish to the regular season? Is Chase Elliott going to get in? Are they going to get their boy into yeah. the playoffs somehow, some way? And at one point, it really looked like they were about to, but they did not. So, this year, what's the storyline? Well, I think there's a few uh, potential ones brewing. Uh, I personally, I think it's a matter of time till Keselowski gets a six back in victory, victory lane. Uh, obviously, Busher picked up multiple wins last year, and, and Brad was in some of those finishes almost right to the end. So what a turnaround that'll be if and when, you know, Brad gets back to, to victory lane. Uh, at what point, okay, Chase is back, he's healthy, and, uh, you know, is he going to come back to where he was, or is he kind of in a rut, and what happens with with Chase? Um, you know, Ty Gibbs is being touted as the next anointed one. When is he going to break through? Is he going to break through? I mean, there's up and down, you look up and down the starting grid, there's a lot of good stories here, I think, that have the potential of, of playing out. Of course, does Blaney, does he keep driving at this elite level he finished with last year and can he, you know, as hard as it is to win one, win a title, can you defend it? And does he fall off and how much? So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of good things to, to look at. And, and Noah Gregson's another after the year he had last year and kind of getting a second chance at Stuart Haas. Does he do anything? Does that team do anything? There's a lot of rumors out there about Stuart Haas. Mm-hmm. Are they potentially leaving Ford? Uh, there was some talk this week about Honda coming in in a few years okay is that going to be honda's team you know uh 
let's not forget Ford did give top level support uh, to the um, uh, what's the team Rick Ware uh, McDowell McDowell's or, team McDowell yes and Gilliland you know so did they do that because they're cutting Stuart Haas uh, you know there's there's a lot to pay attention to there is and you know that's another team you know McDowell and Gilliland I mean for the for the starting positions they had last week it's like okay well you know, we know they're good at super speedways. We know McDowell's good at road courses. It's like, okay, well, can they make an impact on a mile and a half now? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that, you know, got brought up in discussion with me and my friends last week too. So there's a lot that's just going on right now. And I'm glad you brought up the rumors about Stuart Haas because when I look at that team, it wasn't that long ago. And it's actually going back to the same season that I just mentioned, 2018. You know, the only thing you think about that year – is Stuart Haas and just their domination that yeah. year, it seemed like. And at one point, you know, of course, they had the magical run at Talladega where it was just the four of them. They broke apart from the entire field. Eric Almarola gets the win. But, you know, there was a conversation in the round of eight that year. And I never will forget, I looked at my coworker. He's a big NASCAR guy. And we were just like, is there a way that Stuart Haas could get all four cars in? And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, Bush would have to win. Boyer would have to win. Almirola would have to win. And then Harvick just has to have good runs. And they all get in. Yeah. Now, try parlaying that and see what happens. It just doesn't happen that way. Never does. Well, look look where they are now. Since we brought this uh, this next-gen car in, where, mm-hmm. you know, no modification to parts. You run as it's manufactured. and So I don't think there's another team that's gotten penalized as much as they have. Last week, it was the it was the air deflectors on top of the roof. They keep tripping over themselves. Somehow, they got so far behind that they are now the leaders in penalties for the number one thing. They the sport said you can't do with this new car, and that's modifying points. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they put so much effort into improving, you know, where they're allowed to improve things as they do in trying to skirt the rules because they just keep getting busted. And now you've got Gregson negative points on the year. That is insane to think about. And, the, you know, the average person's going to be like, well, how, how are their negative points? It's like, well, you get penalized for every rule you break. You get penalized for all that. It's just like a bank account. You know, you keep overdrafting. Guess what? Your account's going to be in the negative. Same concept. Sure. You make that many mistakes. Guess what? Eventually, you're going to have no money. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have to pay some of that back in order to get yourself ahead again. Yeah. I mean, and starting out the year, you know, two races in and you're in negative points, he's got a lot to overcome. But, I mean, let's call it like it is. If there's anybody that's got enough heart and determination, it's probably him. If there's anyone that you can look at as an underdog. A lot to overcome even without this. Yes. You know, he's got the pressure of the second chance. Okay, was the problem last year Noah or was it the team? So now you've got that pressure. You've also gone to a new team. You're with a new manufacturer. You're in a Ford. Then you add this on top of it. It's just insane what Gregson's facing, you know, two, three weeks into the season. It's insane to think about. And and then they wreck a car. Uh, Priest wrecked yesterday, and they had to – I don't know if they went to a backup or they were able to repair that thing, but, you know, they just keep falling behind, it seems like, every week. And you mentioned Honda potentially coming to the sport, and, you know – a source on Twitter said that it was going to be one of the things that, you know, 
I mean, this is kind of comical in a sense, though. But a really well-known account on Twitter mentioned that Acura was probably going to be the next well manufacturer. Let me let me tell you, that's been going around a few years, and and I back in a previous incarnation on Twitter had some folks telling me that I mean, some folks that would know that Acura was a, a serious possibility to come in. Now I don't know if it was I don't know if it was delayed any uh, because of the combination, you know, COVID, uh, the new car coming in, um, you know, waiting to see what this new car, this next gen car uh, looks like and letting them work out the kinks before they jumped in. But Acura uh, was not only a name there a couple of years ago, but the name mentioned repeatedly about heading that up. And again, this is just a rumor. I'm not saying this is how it's going to be, but the word was from multiple sources that Martin Turex's former crew chief, Cole Pierne, was going to head that up. So hmm. we'll see. But that's favorite. been out there a while. And my favorite thing about all this is everyone's like, well, what about the truck series? Acura doesn't make a truck. Okay, well, who makes Acura? Yeah. Honda. Exactly. Therefore, you probably have the Ridgeline in the truck series, and then you probably have, I, I don't even know their models. I've never shopped for an Acura in my life. But, yeah, I would assume you have one for the Xfinity and one for the Cup series. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of changes coming probably in the next few years. And, quite frankly, um, there's some other teams that need some support. You know, when Toyota came to the sport, you know, it was basically Michael Walter Bracing, and then you had a couple other teams that had it, and it just wasn't that good. You know, they got in trouble right off the rip. And then yeah. insert Joe Gibbs moving over from Chevrolet, which also kind of in turn forced the exit of Tony Stewart. Mm-hmm. But it worked out for Toyota. They're willing to dump some money into it. Is Honda going to be willing to dump some money into it? I don't know. It'd be nice if they did. That way we could see more teams have a fighting chance, it seems like. just I don't want to get back to this whole, you know, you're going to have one of three cars that are probably going to win each week. You know, it was uh, Kyle, Denny, and Truex, I believe, that were basically the three rotating drivers that year. For It seemed like, what, an 11-week stretch? It was yeah. one of those three guys that were going to win. I don't want to get back to that. That was, um, you know, of course, those guys are out there. They're doing the right things. So we think, but well, you know, Honda's no slouch. Excuse and, and me. Whether it's it was Honda, Bush Harvick and Truex, was, uh, not, and whether yeah. whether it's Honda or someone else, I don't think you're getting into the to this level of motorsports unless you're really committing major bucks, major resources. So, per, I, personally, I don't see that as a concern. You know, you as we move forward, if these rumors get louder, then the question comes. Who's going with them? What teams? What owners? You know, who are they poaching from someone else? So that's going to be interesting to watch. But, um, you know, I just found it curious and interesting that these rumors started coming up again. But maybe it makes sense that that as they're getting deeper into the next-gen car, working out kinks and so on, and, and making them hopefully safer than they certainly were when they started, that some other OEMs are looking at this as a possibility. So... It'll be fun to watch. That it will. We're going to take our first time out of the hour here. Stay with us. Rattling Cages continues on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach 
with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865-966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to play hard and work harder? Are you looking to take the next step in your career with a company who celebrates hard work and appreciates those who do it? Then it's time to join the movement at Axel Logistics. Axel is looking to expand the award-winning sales team with logistics consultants who are outgoing, ambitious, and thrive in a fast-paced environment. If that sounds like you, visit axelogistics.com to learn more. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Axel Logistics, now is your time. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids. I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O dot TV, and start your seven-day free trial now. Atlanta Braves spring training is on, and the road to a seventh straight division crown starts in Northport. Acuna hits a high drive to left. They might have just gone deep again. That thing is out of here. We'll have live coverage, interviews with Braves coaches and players, and Grapefruit League action live every weekend leading up to opening day. Atlanta Braves spring training is only live right here. Fox Sports Knoxville, Fan Run Radio. Back here on Rattling Cages, right here on Fan Run Radio, your new home of the Atlanta Braves. If you live in Knoxville, very exciting announcement this past week as Fan Run Radio Fox Sports Knoxville will be your home, Knoxville's home of the Atlanta Braves this season jl as we move out west to las vegas wish i was there i really do yeah let's look at some of the practice times your fastest car with 22 laps of practice ross chastain 
followed by Noah Gregson, a guy that we just mentioned, running 21 laps, only about .09 seconds off of Ross Chastain. Ty Gibbs, a guy that we had mentioned when he's going to come through or if he's going to come through. Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe, William Byron, Kyle Larson, and rounding out the top 10 in practice, Chris Busher. You're qualifying. Joey Logano obviously had the fastest time. He will sit on the pole today. Kyle Larson, who was also in that top 10. Austin Sendrick qualifying three. William Byron in fourth, another guy in that top 10. Rounding out your top 10 in row three, you got Bubba Wallace and Chase Briscoe. Row four, Martin Truex Jr. and Ty Gibbs. And rounding out your top 10 in row five will be Chris Buescher and Christopher Bell. Michael McDowell and Chase Elliott sit right outside in row six for this race in Las Vegas. Jail, when you think of Las Vegas Motor Speedway, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Are there any memorable races that just shoot out to you and it's like, oh, man, this was great? Because the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, Jimmy Johnson basically getting a three-peat out there in the mid-2000s. I think it was 2007 when he made that happen because he won 05, 06, 07. But that might be one of the biggest things that stands out to me. And then it also being the hometown track of one Kyle Busch. It's another thing that stands out to me. Is there any memorable races that you can think of that you'd Uh, like to bring up? Off the top of my head, in all honesty, no. I remember the first one. Mark Martin out there was pretty exciting. uh, Racing in Vegas. I had actually been out there, gosh, I guess it was just a few weeks before before that first race. And coming out of Utah, yeah, I guess coming from that direction down into Vegas and kind of come down the valley, see the track sitting there. It was pretty cool, pretty exciting. The sadly, I mean, it's just never been a, a memorable track to me. Uh, but the thing that sticks out to me, if you mention Las Vegas, is Toyota. Mm-hmm. Toyota's got a great history there. They did it again yesterday. I didn't have any doubt yesterday that a Gibbs Toyota was going to win that Xfinity race. And that, sure enough, that's what happened with Nemechek. They just um, they have it together on those tracks, and it'd be kind of a minor shock if a Toyota doesn't win today. I'm not a fan, so I hope it doesn't happen, but um, <laughs> they've got it together, uh, especially at that track. So uh, you got to pay attention to the Toyotas today if you're going to have a chance to win. Well, that means you have got to go truck shopping with me here in a few weeks uh, and keep me from buying a Tundra or a Tacoma. you got to steer me in the right direction here on that. <laughs> Nothing, nothing wrong with a Silverado. Nothing at all. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this. My only memory of a Silverado, it was our work truck when I was building pools. And former producer at this station, Adam Hickman, bless his heart, we're driving down 75, headed towards Athens, Tennessee. And all of a sudden, we start getting a beep. And he's like, uh, 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 transmission overheat, transmission overheat. I'm like, okay, oh, wow. well, first of all, Put both hands on the steering wheel, and you're going to get off on this next exit. We're only hauling an empty trailer at this point. We're not hauling anything much at all. And all of a sudden, he starts freaking out. I think he's about to cry. And then we get off on this exit, and I'm like, okay, we'll just pull up right here. Don't hit the brakes. What does he do? He hits the brakes. Wow, wow. And I'm like, well, you know what you just did? He's like, no. I'm like, we're not going to be able to move now. He's like, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. And he's like, watch this. And he just hits the throttle, and all it does, it's, I mean, we're basically in neutral. Like, we're not in gear, and it just revs up the engine. I'm like, well, can you move it? 
And he's like, it's moving very slow. And it took us about five minutes to drive that truck 40 yards. Oh, wow. And then I had to back the trailer in because he got scared because he couldn't back a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, he wasn't a truck man if he couldn't back up a trailer anyway. He shouldn't even have been in that. <laughs> well, I mean, there have been other times in which he decided he was just going to leave the uh, just leave the truck in gear and let it roll into a bed of weeds in which we had to get it out of. Dang. Adam Hickman should not drive trucks. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Well, if, you can't, if you can't back it up with a trailer, you don't. You shouldn't be allowed to have a truck. Well, I mean, the same applies for people that have trouble parking the things. Like, I, this aggravates me more than anything. Like, when I'm going to Sam's or if I'm going to Costco or, you know, Walmart, Kroger, wherever. You know, whoever's got the cheapest groceries that, that week, that's where I'm going. But... The ones that cannot park their truck, and you're sitting there, they're backing in, they're backing out, and it's like, okay, first of all, you got this big old tank right here. You ha- Most of them have a rear-view camera now. Yep. Use that and back your truck in. You'll get it in one swipe. Yeah, I'm with you. But my, then again, my wife's got a Dodge Durango, has the camera right there on the console to back up, and she never uses it. So, you know, it's got, it'll show you the lines and red and yellow and green when you're straight, when you're turn, you know, when you're going to hit something, she'll still turn around, look through the rear view mirror, look around her, look through the side mirror. You know, it's like, why do we have this? You're not even going to use it. Just use the camera. It'll help you out. You know, muscle memory, man. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. It was weird. Like my camera actually went out on my Camry a couple, I guess it's been about a year ago, but I was like, okay, how do I do this again? I'm like, oh yeah. I do this and just look back behind my seat, yeah. back it out like I had to back out my Nissan Xterra, which was my first car. But, you know, Toyota, I mean, they just, um, they do well at this track. You're right. And it seems like, you know, that's a more common occurrence that a Toyota wins out there than not at this point. And you got a lot of people like Tommy, for example. Tommy's pretty good with this stuff. And he swears up and down. He's like, uh, Kyle Larson's easy money this week. I think so. Yeah, I think if anything, he's got to be your top pick. Uh, you know, he yeah. won there last year. Uh, he's got as great a shot as anybody to to dethrone Toyota. So, uh, yeah, anybody not putting Larson in the mix today is just a fool. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, you know, we love to, you know, we love to make our picks on the show. I love to gamble, and there's a particular sports book. If you want to know what it is, feel free to DM me or JL, and he'll just tell you. But um, and I'll, I'll get that information over to you, JL. I don't, I don't think you're much of a gambling guy. But um, you can actually pick drivers head to head. It's like who's going to finish above who. It's like is Kyle Larson or Kyle Busch going to finish further ahead? Is William Byron or Alex Bowman going to do it? Is you know Chase Elliott or Joey Logano, whoever it may be. Like you can pick head to head matchups in this, and that's something you know I've started doing a little bit, and I'm at about sixty percent on it. So I mean I'm still making a little bit of money, but nothing to really write home about. Because that's the key to betting. You always want to be at sixty percent or better if you actually want to make money. I got a buddy. Sure. That, I got a buddy that thinks it's like, well, I'm hitting fifty percent of my bets and I'm losing fifty percent, so I'm breaking even. I'm like, no, you're still losing money on those bets because even though you're winning, guess what? You're not doubling your money. That's right. In instances like, there's a reason they set the odds at minus one ten or minus one hundred five or minus one twenty. It's so they don't have to pay you out double. Yeah, and speaking of Vegas and speaking of gambling. Best, best advice I can give somebody 
today is just mute the, mute the audio. Just watch the video. You don't need to <laughs> know most of what they're saying anyway, because if you, if you took a drink for every gambling in Las Vegas cliche that the announcers are going to throw out there today, you're not even going to make it to the green flag. Let's roll the uh, dice. It's, it's yeah, it's not, it was nuts yesterday in the pre-race. I just ended up muting them. A lot of times I'll turn the radio I'll sync the TV with the radio audio, but when they get to Vegas, unfortunately, the radio crews are almost just as bad. So I don't know why they do that, but that's part of their game, I guess. But, you know, I'm looking at the last several Las Vegas winners, and I, and I didn't realize this. It's been since 2021 since a Toyota won there. I guess I was thinking about their dominance in the Xfinity series, but Hamlin's the last Toyota to win out there. Since then, it's been Bowman and Chevy, uh, Logano, Ford, Byron Chevy, Larson Chevy. So uh, they run strong, and, and Truex has a history of running strong and then kind of fading at the end. But still, I think you've got to keep your eye on those Toyotas and Kyle Larson. I got nervous when you mentioned taking a drink because our buddy woke Steve out in California. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's going to have his game of drink ready, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be entertaining, to say the least. It e- usually is, yeah. <laughs> when, when woke Steve calls in, to my daily show, or my weekday show here at Fan Run Radio. He always ends it with a game of drink. Yeah. And at one point, he had his mother give me the game of drink in regards <laughs> to Thanksgiving. That was probably one of my more favorite calls that I've ever taken. We're just sitting here. I had to turn the mics off. We just laughed the whole time because it sounded like she was getting more and more drunk. <laughs> I think it was for show, but she was getting more and more drunk as – the Thanksgiving game of drink went along. Nice. And as long as you don't drink yourself under a table, you're all good in those uh, those circumstances. But yeah. you know, you'd mentioned the uh, Fox commentators and how they just overplayed the whole Vegas angle. And here's the thing. None of these drivers can gamble. Yeah. Like, no pro athlete can gamble. Like, we're putting yeah. them on ads. You know, you go to a Titans game and it's all, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel, whatever it may be, for Titans players. Like, they're all in the ads. They're getting paid by FanDuel. But they're not allowed to gamble. We had a couple of mm-hmm. Titans players get busted this past year for gambling. Had to sit out a few games. We all know some of the more popular cases. I mean, Pete Rose got banned from baseball, essentially, because of it. That if you're a collegiate athlete, no matter if you're a swimmer, basketball player, football player, or a golfer, you cannot bet, period. Whether yeah. it's your team or not. Well, I and you know, I've got nothing against what people do with their money. You know, free country, you do what you want. I can't see gambling on racing. You know, you you got so many intangibles and let's say, you know, you got the Hamlin situation at Pocono a few years ago. Okay, he's the winner. All right. Do you get paid out, paid off? And then when they took his win away because of that tape under the wrap, how's that work? You know, and you think you, and then somebody else becomes the winner. And do you pay those guys out? I wouldn't touch it, but that's just me. It just, because of so many things like that. And that's a weird one. I've never had that happen to me, but I do know, you know, I placed a futures bet back in June or July of last year with Michigan at plus 1,000. So 
you know, I made money on that. Yeah. So when Michigan gets that title stripped here in a few years, am I going to have to <laughs> get that money back? And if they do want that money back, I'm going to pay them in pennies. There you go. I'll drive to the FanDuel headquarters and I will drop off a truckload of pennies. <laughs> you know, Rusty Wallace did that uh, years ago with a fine. Um, showed up. I think it was in Penny. I think it was at Charlotte. Come to think of it. But listen, I want to say, say something to, to our listeners. Uh, we do. I, we try hard to get guests on here every yes. week. Uh, we've not had a guest on in a couple of weeks. And, you know, you and I are working and I'm working a full-time job and, and it takes a lot more time. You can't call somebody on a Monday and say, hey, can we get you on next Sunday or uh, can we record this week? And I'm not a pro at this, so I'm learning as I go. We've got some great potential guests. Well, we've got a couple guests. They're not potential. They're going to be on the show right? lined up uh, in the next couple of weeks. And we've got some great potential guests we're working on down the, the road. So what I'm learning is you've got to start working weeks ahead to try to get somebody on a particular week. Absolutely. So bear with us. Uh, we we want to have guests on. It's just kind of a trial and error learn by experience situation. But I, I think if you're looking for a guest on here in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be very pleased. I, I, I like who we're talking to mm-hmm. and they're excited to come on. It's just a matter of timing. Uh, getting, you know, for a lot of people, uh, especially if you're in the industry and like now we're, <clears throat> excuse me, we're there out in Vegas, eight o'clock Eastern on a Sunday. That's not a convenient time. So if we record during the week, are they traveling or, you know, they have things going on. We had that short week last week after Daytona being delayed. So we are constantly working on getting guests on here, and I think your patience will be rewarded. And, you know, a little, you know, something else to add, you know, to the behind-the-scenes work is, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, like you just mentioned, their schedules just don't align, whether that yeah. be a recorded interview or whether that be a live interview. Sometimes things just happen, and things happen in their lives to which they can't come on. It's like they – can say, yeah, we can come on, and then something happens, and you know you can't fault the, the guy for it or sure. anything like that. But I mean, and that's that's not just a you know a rattle and cages thing. That's an across the board thing. Now, and we could go get you know some random you know just radio host out of God knows where, but that's not going to bring you anything more than what we are giving you right now. Like that's the big thing about that is unless you get a Bob Pockers or a Jeff Gluck. You know, somebody like that, come on. You know, they can yeah. provide a different insight than what you're going to get from a, you know, traditional, you know, just random guy. But yes. one of the things that we wanted to make sure of when we started this show was to make sure that we bring you a different perspective, bring you quality guests, not just to have somebody on. Because I've been an experience, you know, before jail where I thought that, you know, we were going to get this guy on. He's going to be a great guest. And, you know, speaking of one of my other shows that I did. And Mm -hmm. it might have been one of the worst interviews I've ever done. It's like, how does this guy do this for a living if he's that bad during an interview? And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you and I, we're pretty good at teeing stuff up for guests, I feel like. You know, we just put the ball on a tee, like just set it up for him to hit a home run, and most of the time, they do. Yeah. And I've actually had two guests, believe it or not. And one of them was very well known on Twitter, and uh, they came on, and it was – it was a complete and utter disaster. Yeah, we, we, and I think our listeners have seen this or have heard this. We're trying to bring you different perspectives, you know, whether you're a driver, whether you're a media member, uh, whether you're a crewman, 
you know, nationally known, regionally known. Um, so that's what we're working on. Like you said, we just don't want to get Joe Smith from station WABC, you know, this, just talking from a fan perspective as well. We want to try to take you inside, you know, like a Willie Mullins and what it takes at the ARCA level and what they're doing. Then you see him put it together on the track. Same way with Ryan Ellis, who's been grinding for years. And we had Richard Allen covering the dirt scene. So uh, just bear with us because, like I said, I'm, I'm figuring out there's <laughs> there's a lot more to to booking these people than just texting them and saying, hey, you want to come on the show Sunday? They, even if they have the desire, again, it's a lot of scheduling especially because we're both on the interview. So we're dealing with three people's schedules during the week and trying to find a day, find a time, mm -hmm. sometimes in different time zones with some of these folks to try to get it all lined up. So uh, just know we're continuing to work on that. And I think, I think your patience will be rewarded. Absolutely. We will make sure that we get you the best quality guests that we can find, and we will never settle for anything less than that. Stay with us. Final segment of Rattling Cages coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just got to start with a better vodka. And then voila, you get a white claw vodka soda. Your taste buds are about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all-new white claw vodka soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and 2 grams of sugar. White Claw Vodka Soda. Please drink responsibly. Rev up your savings at Volunteer Auto Group. Your one-stop destination for quality vehicles at unbeatable prices. Cruise through their vast selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got the flexible financing options that make it easy for you to drive home today. Volunteer Auto Group, where every deal's a winner. 1501 Callahan Drive. Check them out online at volauto.com and tell them Fan Run sent you. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft last year. If you're in a bind, this tax season, LifeLock can help. They monitor and alert you to identity threats you'd miss on your own even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become a victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issue. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help protect your financial info. So all you have to worry about is what you do with your tax refund. Go to lifelock.com, save up to 25% off your first year. The promo code is HERD, promo code H-E-R-D, to save up to 25% off your first year. Lifelock.com, 
Identity theft protection starts here. Life is more fun with a Good Life checking account, offering extra benefits including bank travel. Join us for a trip to Mackinac Island for a stay at the beautiful Grand Hotel. Travel with us to southern Utah to witness the enormous, colorful, and unusual rock formations. Or join us on one of our many day trips. We're always on the go. Citizens National Bank. Banking never felt so good. Member FDIC. Final segment of the program. It is Rattling Cages right here on Fan Run Radio. Guys, if you or your team or your business need any custom apparel made, go check out SM Athletics, smathletics.com. Give us a call at 865-966-3434. You want to see some of the work that's been done, go over to our Facebook page, SM Athletics and Logo Solutions, to see some of the stuff that we have done for multiple teams, multiple businesses, and just absolutely made it happen with top-notch quality, top-notch customer service, a variety of products, and as always, competitive pricing. SMAthletics.com, 865-966-3434, and we'll make it happen for you. Ho Cake Mafia Mayor needs him some hockey jerseys, from what I hear. I'm more than happy to make that happen for him. He's a hockey guy, a hockey jersey guy at least. I don't know much about the hockey guy, but he can definitely rock one of those jerseys. Yeah. It is time. One of my favorite times of the show. We're going to look at the odds for this week's race. Yeah, we've talked about a little bit of the, the storylines that have been leading up to this race. You know, what to expect and, you know, what some of our listeners have said. Uh, Kurt has chimed in saying that we're saving lives right now with uh, the Woke Steve game of drink. <laughs> he said, I think he's referencing when you said just go ahead and turn off the audio and just watch yeah, the video. Yeah. I think we might have saved some livers on that one. We'll we'll take that as our win for the day here on Rattling Cages. Because quite frankly, I I don't want to hear them either. You know, and you know, this is something I I love to do. I love placing a few dollars here and there on a couple of drivers. I don't want to hear a Vegas cliche every single time the car turns left. Yeah. Just don't want to hear it. So some of the odds to win today. Kyle Larson, his odds have actually improved. Uh, to plus 350, next closest driver is going to be William Byron at plus 700. Then you have three drivers that are at plus 1,000 in Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bell. Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace sitting at plus 1,200 and plus 1,300. And then you start getting into some of the guys that you would normally see up at the front. Yeah, we talk about some past winners here, in a sense. Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Brad Keselowski sitting at plus 1,800. 2,100, 2,400, and 3,200. And then you start getting into the guys that have had good runs, and all of a sudden, there's just no confidence in them whatsoever. We talk about the second fastest car in practice, Noah Gregson. He's at plus 10,000 right now, along with Michael McDowell, Austin Dillon, and Eric Jones. That's a name that really hasn't been flown around that much at all ever, no. since, he, uh, ever since he got out of the 20. That name has not been floated around that much at all. Poor Marcus, his guy Anthony Alfredo, will not be in this race today. I don't know why that's his favorite driver, but it is. JL, when we look at some of the odds 
for this. Does anything really stand out to you? Well, uh, no, not really. Um, I think the winner, and I think the best possibilities for picking a winner come out of the first four rows. Um, I think you've got not only strong contenders, but guys who have won there before, guys who have run strong at that track before, even if they've not run. Like we said earlier, I, I think you're a fool if you don't go with Kyle Larson today. Uh, for In our case, when we pick three, I think Larson's got to be at the top of the list, and I'm going to go so far as to assume, I could be wrong, but I'm going to assume he's at the top of your list as well. Uh, but I think it's going to come out of the first four rows. It's a track position race. You want to be up front. You want to stay up front. You know, you don't want to get on some weird pit strategy. Um, that's and that's going to be another thing that's fun. All this excitement from the last two races. You know, we've seen all this alleged new fan interest on on Twitter and on social media because of the finish last week. I think some of them may go away today. I, this is not yeah. a track, not a race that produces exciting racing from start to finish. Uh, so nothing really stands out, but, uh, I, my, my three picks all come from the first three rows, but I think if you look at Truex in row four, he's also got to be a contender. All right. And one of the things that we have done in the past, we've picked two candidates that we legitimately think will win. And then a dark horse, we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're still going to do that, but JL, we have a couple of prop bets for this race and a couple of them I find very intriguing. And the first one is the winning manufacturer of the race, Chevrolet at plus 100, Toyota at plus 185, Ford at plus 260. And quite frankly, I'm looking I'm looking at the bow tie today. You know, it's easy chance to double your money, plus 100. I like Chevrolet today. Yeah, it's a totally different track than the first two, which are drafting t- tracks, but Chevrolet is two for two this year. Um, with Byron at Daytona and, and Suarez last week, uh, and I think with Kyle Larson, it could be three for three. And then we have head-to-head matchups, like I'd mentioned. You have Ross Chastain versus Brad Keselowski in that one. Quite That's interesting. Fr- quite frankly, and Ross Chastain has the upper hand here at minus 136 to Brad's plus 108. That kind of feels like a trap bet, and I would stay away from it if you were to bet on that particular prop bet. And then you have Ty Gibbs and Bubba Wallace, both at minus 112. Uh, I'm riding Bubba Wallace on that one. He did well in practice. He's done well in qualifying. I don't see any reasons to why you wouldn't take Bubba Wallace against Ty Gibbs today. Yeah, Bubba starts on the inside of row three and Ty on the outside of row four, so just a couple of cars between them. And then up next, you have Tyler Reddick and Alex Bowman. Tyler Reddick minus 136, Alex Bowman plus 104. In uh, that one, I would take uh, – I mean, you got to go with Tyler Reddick in this one, I feel like. Yeah, I know we're trying to – Trying to fade the Toyotas here, but this is one of those deals. Tyler Reddick, he's had a better run in practice, better run in qualifying than Alex Bowman. So that inclines me to say, you know, I'll take, I'll buy the points on Tyler Reddick at minus 136. I won't double my money, but I at least think that I'm going to get something at the end of it. Reddick's, uh, let's see, where's Reddick starting? 18th mm-hmm. uh, in row nine, and then Bowman's back in row 12. And Bowman, we may talk about this next week or two if something doesn't change. Bowman's another one that needs to pick up his game, especially, I think, if Larson wins today because you've got Larson and Byron having won this year. And, of course, Chase, you know, he's not performing like he used to, but he's still a former champion. And I think there's going to be some pressure starting to mount on Alex Bowman. 
There will be, but I mean, Chase Elliott is there essentially at this point to sell merch. Sure. Like he's basically taking the Dale Earnhardt Jr. role at Hendrick Motorsports, <laughs> and that's just okay. You can go out and win if you can, but we really need you to sell some merch, and that's what he's done. And then yep. finally, in the head-to-head matchups, you have Martin Truex Jr. and Joey Logano. Joey Logano at minus one fifty-six. Martin Truex at plus one twenty-two. That's one I would also stay away from because JL, you mentioned Joey Logano sitting on the pole. Martin Truex Jr. always puts together a decent run here. But are you confident enough to say that he'll beat out Joey Logano today? No. Stay away I mean, from I'm that. Not, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but that's to me, that's just a toss-up. and You know, that's there's no clear-cut winner on that one. If you want to get even hairier with it, we have group betting, groups of four. William Byron, wow. Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, all around the same odds. Stay away from those. Uh, that, that's what I'm going to say. If you're going to bet like this, just go ahead and try to pick you an out, outright winner. Would not mess with these whatsoever. The head-to-head, you got some leeway there. There's a couple of bets in there that I would make. Everything else, I would stay away from. We talked about the odds for the outright winner. JL, it is about that time. We got to pick three winners. We got to pick three each. Well, like I said, in my mind, the winner comes from the first three or four rows, and that's where all my picks are coming from. I've got uh, Kyle Larson is my top choice, starting second. Uh, Joey Logano is my second choice, sitting on the pole. And then my third choice is Bubba Wallace, starting fifth. I think all three of them are strong, strong candidates for a win today. I really like the Bubba pick. I mean, great run in practice, great run in qualifying. I really like that. I almost went with him. I'm actually going to go with his teammate, Tyler Reddick. I'm also going to go with Kyle Larson. And you know what? Let's throw in let's throw in a Ross Chastain today. Well, how big would that be if Trackhouse went back-to-back? I mean, that would be incredible. That would be so, monumental for that team, in a sense. So you went – give me your three again. Did you say Larson first? Larson first, Tyler Reddick, and then Ross Chastain. Reddick. Yeah. Boy, those – those would get some uh, attention. I mean, especially Reddick or Chastain definitely would. And, you know, as we mentioned last week, you know, it seems like NASCAR fans, you know, at least the ones that you see the most of, the vocal minority, in a sense, say that, well, we want another Dale Earnhardt. We want another Dale Earnhardt. Well, you had it with Kyle Busch. You didn't like it. And then you yeah. almost get it again with Ross Chastain and with one of the most incredible moves that we'd ever seen, just right in the wall at Martinsville. Well, we don't like that. Okay, well, you said you wanted this, but you're getting it, and now you don't want it. Like, you asked for it, we gave it to you, now you don't like it. Well, the people there on social media, they it's just an echo chamber to complain in, and most of them don't know what they want, wouldn't be happy with anything they get. So you just kind of tune that out, look at the legitimate folks who – look at it objectively or try to look at it objectively. Uh, you know, I don't even know if Dale Earnhardt, and this is going to sound bold, but if Dale Earnhardt tried to get in the sport today, I'm not even sure he could make it. Just based on, you know, the fact you've got to bring money. You've got to be so perfect. And in the case of Hendrick, you've got to be so bland with your personality. Uh, Earnhardt raced in the right era because I don't know if he could – have a shot with the criticism we take on social media in today's sport. Oh, no, it would be disastrous if that happened today. I mean, it's the equivalent, though, of a kid kicking, screaming, crying, kicking the seat of your car, saying, I want McDonald's, I want chicken nuggets. 
Well, they get the chicken nuggets, and they're still not happy about the chicken nuggets. Yeah. Like that, that's the equivalent of what that is. That is going to do it for us today. JL, thank you so much, man. Hey, enjoyed it. I hope everybody enjoys the race and has a safe and happy Sunday. Absolutely. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in at 10 for the Neutral Zone right here on Fan Run Radio. Hey guys, it's Logan Quentin from the 920 Podcast and Fan Run Varsity Spotlight. Yes, it's the Cookie Man, and I'm here to tell you about something sweet. Crumble Cookies is the fastest growing cookie company in the nation. After only 